0: Welcome to LOL Adulthood. Hey everyone, welcome back to LOL Adulthood. It's your girl Reem. On this episode, we're doing scary stories, bitch. So get your socks on, get your blanket, light a candle, and turn the lights off because it's about to get creepy crawly. With me, I have two incredible guests who are going to share their deepest and scariest paranormal experience so everyone let's give space for our first guest the one and only my boy andrew
1: i'm andrew i um i'm from northern california this experience kind of happened um a couple of years ago when i had first started college and um i Gotten in touch with a couple of my college friends that were also back from their universities uh, for the winter break, um, and so they all wanted to get together, kind of have like a little post um, first semester of college, high school reunion kind of thing, and go out and do something fun like we used to do. And uh, I was like, guys, there's these hot springs out like about an hour and a half away from where we live, uh, and we can just I could I could drive. We get up, we we go snacks and supplies, and we drive out to these hot springs and. They're like, cool. And then they were like, what time should we do it at? And some dude said like, I'm free around like 11 p.m. And I was like, ah, okay, I guess we're driving out there at midnight and we did indeed end up going. We get there. There's no cars parked there, obviously. Um, and we kind of get out of the car. We start making the little hike to the hot springs. It was about a half mile. And um, at some point we actually put our flashlights away because the moon was shining so bright that we could kind of see everything and we didn't need our flashlights. So it was like kind of a cool experience. And the moon was like, it was a full moon. It was super bright and we could like see like everything. So we get to the hot springs and uh, we get in, we're talking, we're laughing, we're catching up, right? We, we, We had all been at college for a semester. So we had all sorts of like things to catch up on and reminisce about high school, all that fun stuff. And um, as we were kind of talking, the moon went behind the clouds, and it got really dark. And we kind of were still talking, but it got quieter and quieter as the minutes passed by as we were still talking. And then at some point, like, the last word had been said, and it fell completely quiet. It was really dark, and it was pretty spooky, especially once everyone had stopped talking. And it kind of felt like for about, you know, for a couple of minutes there as we were just kind of sitting there that we wanted to break the silence, but no one really had the, the guts to say something. And we all were I could tell we were all kind of like feeling pretty uncomfortable like me, especially I, I did not like this situation that we were in. It was it was pretty bad. But I didn't really know why you know, like it was just it was dark. We were in the middle of the woods. And no one was saying anything it was just quiet. We were just listening. Um, and at some point, like the, the quietness kind of got really, really uncomfortable. And right at that point, when I was about to like, say something to be like, guys, maybe we should go. The moon came out behind the clouds, from behind the clouds. And it uh, like it was kind of bright again. And so where we were sitting in the hot springs, there was like a river went right past it, right. And because of the hot springs being there and it being in the middle of winter, uh, the air was cold but the hot springs were hot and that created a lot of mist Right, with the cold water from the river the hot water from the hot springs and then the cold air around it was just very misty kind of spooky looking and then as I'm looking out around the river about I mean, maybe 200 feet where we were sitting in the hot springs there was like a bend in the river I saw something come out of like some grass, some tall grass it was this Thing and it started to cross the river over to our side. And it was like this little white dot that crossed. And then I saw that at the point where it got out of the river, there was a trailhead and it, and it went into the forest where we couldn't see it. So it went onto this trailhead, it walked into the trail and disappeared into the trees. And I realized then that that trail uh, led directly to our hot springs. Uh, like I could see like the, the the trail going into the woods I couldn't see that far into it because obviously things got pretty dark once you got a little too far into the woods and so I was like I finally said something like guys did you see that they're like yeah we just saw that thing cross the river and I was like yeah something's coming and starting up a couple of seconds later uh, whatever had you know crossed the river and gone onto the trail came out of the trees and uh, it was this white buried dog like a lab like a golden retriever kind of thing and it didn't have a collar it didn't look dirty it didn't look stray and it didn't seem particularly excited to see us like it wasn't you know how a dog usually is when it meets new people it's jumping all over the place it's you know maybe barking you try to play not this dog i don't know its presence was kind of weirdly calm when it came out of the trees and it, it kind of went over to each one of us and was, was sniffing around our stuff uh, and after he had been around the hot springs with us for about a minute he, the dog, kind of walked back onto the trail where he came from and then a few seconds later I saw it cross the river again back where it came from and go into the grass and it was at this point that the moon went by, went back behind the clouds and it was really dark again And I was like, uh, (laughs) okay, can we go now? And they were like, yeah. So we really quickly got our stuff. We put our clothes on. We dried off. And we uh, turned on our flashlights because the moon stayed behind the clouds for the rest of the night. It started raining at some point. Uh, But we made the quick trek back to our cart, got in, drove back, right? And it was about, like, 3 a.m. at that point. So I I get home and I just crash. I hit the pillow. And so the next morning, I wake up and my mom was like, you were out really late last night what were you doing? Like, I know you're a college kid now. I don't have to keep track of what you're doing. But like, just curious, you were out late last night. What were you up to? I was like, oh, yeah, I, I uh, volunteered to drive for my friends. And we went to these hot springs. And she quickly kind of got a little concerned. And she was like, you well, where were these hot springs? And I was like, oh, it was in the middle of the woods. I was like, yeah, we went out to Big Ben. And she was like, do you realize that that Place had the highest per capita murder rate on this side of the U.S. since 2016. And I was like, you're joking. And I looked it up. She was not joking. Uh, Murders have happened there very recently, actually, relative to when we had visited. And so I texted my friends. We met up for lunch or something. We had agreed that um, that was... I am obviously, like, a religious person. Not all my friends are religious people. Um, Some of them are, some of them aren't but regardless of their like sort of supernatural kind of background and experiences, we all unanimously agreed that that was some sort of like spirit dog, like a benign (laughs) spirit. Like it sounds stupid, but I I promise you it happened where this thing, this dog came out of the woods, said hello, left. And we were like, we need to get out of here. Knowing now what I know about, um, Big bend and how sketchy things have happened there. I wonder what would have happened if that dog had not showed up. Maybe something more nefarious was going on and and there was a sort of I know, like almost almost like a Harry Potter Patronus, right? <laughs> like coming out of the woods to to save the day or to warn us of danger or to tell us to get out of there. Like I don't know, like a harbinger of of doom kind of warning us of like something bad. Um, so yeah spirit dog.
0: Damn, Andy, that story be scary. I don't know how I'd hold myself together if I experienced that. So kudos to you for living with that. I, I salute you. Now that we've heard Andrew's story, we're going to give space for my other good friend, Jordan. And he's going to share with us a spooky encounter that he's experienced while on his Mormon mission. Take it away, Jordan.
2: All right. So... I was down in Brazil between 2009 and 2011. I was I served in an area outside of Goiânia, Brazil, and Goiânia is smack dab in the middle of the country. It's surrounded. I I lovingly refer to it as the Wyoming of Brazil. I guess just a lot of rolling plains. It's not exactly what you picture when you think of Brazil. It's not it's not jungle. It's not you know the Amazon. It was very much farmland, um, but there was a lot of superstition among a lot of the brazilians that i talked to and they'd always talk about evil spirits and stuff and i i didn't really know how i felt about that stuff at the time but i served in a in a in a small city called hidrolandia and it it was a pretty small city outside of goiania and it was removed it was it was essentially like some farmers and then some like merchants, like the, like people that worked at the stores that were in that little city. And outside of that, like there wasn't a ton of people, but there was quite a bit of superstition in that little city about not so friendly spirits. And I, I, I really didn't buy much into it. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Mormon mission, generally what you do is you, there's two people that work together and it's called a companionship. And so I had a companion and he was also an American and you don't really get to choose these companions and you're with them for at a minimum of six weeks. And it can be up to, you know, months at a time and you don't really get to get to choose when you switch companions, it's all up to the mission leadership. And so there's not a ton of agency around that, but, and so I got along much better with the Brazilian missionaries, but unfortunately at this time I was with an American missionary and I I share this because. Um, this American missionary, he would, uh, talk in his sleep quite a bit. He was always speaking in Portuguese, which is the language that they speak in Brazil. And he was generally teaching what we taught as missionaries in Portuguese. And so it was usually about the church and all that. And, And I would frequently wake up in the middle of the night and hear him talking. But in this particular house, the city blocks are pretty large and the houses are small. And so oftentimes there's houses behind houses. And so to get to the house that we were renting at the time, you had to walk through this hallway. And then there was a small kind of porch area in front of the house that we stayed in. And then our house was kind of surrounded by other houses. And so there wasn't any windows to the outside. It was just like we were in a cement block and then a porch that looked over someone else's backyard. The room we slept in because we shared a room, we were like roommates. This room was pitch black, but this particular night, I remember I fell asleep and I woke up in the middle of the night and my companion was just rattling off in Portuguese as usual. And I just kind of like laid there for a little bit and then he started to kind of trail off. And this is where things got a little weird. To this day, I don't really know what I think about what happened, but his confident Portuguese teaching kind of faded into almost like a whimper. And then it went really quiet. And like, I don't have a ton of, like I didn't see anything because it was so dark in there. But I don't know if anyone has been in a situation like this, but I could, I couldn't see it, but I could see it. I could feel something in the room and it moved across the room and I could hear my companion whimpering. And whatever it was, my eyes were wide open. It was pitch black, couldn't see anything. And whatever it was, crouched down. And I was laying on my side in my bed and it crouched down and looked at me. I could feel whatever it was, was inches from my face. I have no words to explain it, but like the feeling that I felt like I couldn't move, I couldn't say anything. And my companion went completely silent at this point. It was just a very sickening feeling. Like I said, I don't know what that was. I didn't see anything, but it was like this ethereal feeling. And I could tell something else was in the room. In the moment, it, it felt like it lasted, you know, an hour, but it could have been 30 seconds. All I know was, like, I was paralyzed with fear. And eventually, whatever was right in front of me, it seriously felt like it was inches from my face. And it felt like it was looking at me. Whatever it was, got up and left and i couldn't it's not like i could hear footsteps or anything whatever it was left the room and almost immediately after that feeling left my companion started mumbling again and teaching in portuguese and it, it has freaked me out ever since i don't i have no explanation for it and uh because i wasn't i didn't really get along with this companion we didn't really talk much i never even brought it up with him we never talked about it so i don't know if he experienced something similar or if he just kind of slept through it or I don't, I don't know what happened with his night talking or talking in his sleep or whatever you want to call that.
0: This is, like, really interesting. One, he's an American missionary, and yeah. he is sleep-talking, which is already weird, but he's not even sleep-talking in English. It makes it scarier that he's doing it in Portuguese. I
2: said, I woke up before to him talking, but it was it was different this time.
0: That is so intense. That's And then you're in, like, some form of sleep paralysis.
2: At that time of my life, I was very much believing in, you know, the power of the mormon priesthood yeah and so like i don't know if i would have like tried to cast it out or perform some sort of exorcism but like whatever i wanted to do i couldn't do
0: very unexplainable i know a lot of people have encountered similar things like during sleep paralysis is like they they feel this like really intense energy in the room and it's like a figure And it just mind links with them so there's like you don't even have to say anything and it's just you understand its energy and its intentions and you're like you're like just stuck
2: yeah yeah i I, i've never really thought about it in that sense and obviously i'm 10 years 10 plus years removed from this right yeah it's been over 10 years so like it's hard i don't want to project my current feelings back on that experience because i'm so far removed from it but if i were to say the energy there like you it wasn't malicious per se it was almost like this furious energy but also a dominant energy like it was dark and heavy i didn't feel like i was in danger i just yeah. felt oppressed like i have control here like you can't do anything i'm gonna sit here until i want to leave kind of thing wow
0: When you recount a memory like that, I mean, everything is as vivid as it is when you're there. So it makes sense how you feel about it right now. I mean, shit, that sounds scary to me right now. When you were in that room, what were the things you were feeling?
2: When my companion stopped talking and whatever it was either entered the room or I realized that it was in the room. I don't know if that's... If, the, if it was in the room the whole time and I was just listening to my companion so I was distracted, the presence became known. It was immediately like a heavy feeling. It was dark and and it was almost like it was curious. When it was in front of my face, it was almost like a power
0: play. They're just letting you know, hey, I'm here.
2: Yes, like I'm here whether or not you want me here and you can't do anything about it.
0: When you were serving this mission, did these type of beliefs have a name? The
2: Brazilian people would perform these kind of rituals where they would take something that reminded them of someone that has passed and they would go out into kind of the bush, kind of like uh, away from the city. It, it could be on the side of the road, but it wouldn't be where everyone is. And they would kind of set up, like sometimes there was alcohol, like a like a wine glass filled with wine. And then... Sometimes it was lingerie of, of, of someone or just a piece of clothing. I saw quite a bit of these just walking through these streets Cause I didn't, I wasn't allowed to drive for those two years that I was there. Like I did a lot of walking and I'd come across these and oftentimes they would sacrifice a chicken hmm. and it was usually a black chicken and they'd sacrifice the chicken, like a, uh, some, some token, whether that, like I said, whether that was the, the drink, like they were remembering a fond memory of a, a dinner and so they were trying to conjure up some sort of communication with the other world whatever that looked like and i don't i don't know if it was always someone that they had known and they were trying to reminisce or if it was they were trying to conjure up something else that had nothing to do with a memory or a person that has passed on if it was just communication with another realm a relatively common belief there that stuff like that could bridge the gap between the the dead and the, the living Wow.
0: Well thank you for sharing that with me. I really do appreciate it.
2: And I I'm always skeptical of people's, you know, stories, but when you have one of your own, it's easy to to be able to relate it. And so hopefully it was something somewhat relatable to someone else that's had something similar.
0: Big shout out to both of these guests for taking the time to sit down and share these amazing supernatural stories. I really do appreciate and value both of you. So again, thanks. And to everyone out there listening, if you have an experience you wanna share that's crazy or out there or scary, feel free to hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. We could possibly feature your story here on the show. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to LOL Adulthood. New episodes every Wednesday. To help fund our journey, check out the link in the description. Every penny allows us to grow and dedicate more time to this passion. XOXO from your Adulting Guide podcast.